So in the year 2017, uh, we want it to be like the best year, right? I mean, we, we hear that, I think, at the beginning of every year. Everybody says, this could be the best year of your life, right? And we believe that. I mean, we really, and, you know, I think I want that for people. Do you? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Ed, yes, Ed wants yes, it for you, yes, too, so he's yes. okay. You can stay. Um, <laughs> we want those things. And, and even, if, even, even if something goes wrong, we still want this to be the best year of our lives. Now, that, that's all good, and it sounds fantastic, and we're all in for it. Um, but I got some tough news for you, because here at Ignite Church, we are all about being upfront, honest, everything above board. So here's, here's the tough news. You are going to face pressures in 2017. Okay, you're, you're going to. I mean, I have uh, to. Well, yeah. yes, no. yes, especially you because you got to work with me. Um, but Boy, you're, you're, you're going to have pressures in 2017. Even if it's the best year of your life ever, you're going to face those. I mean, and let, me, here, let me give you a few, okay? Um, your, your kids are going to face pressures. Your uh, neighbors are going to face pressures. Your husband or your wife, your spouse is going to face pressures. Your, um, your enemies are going to face pressures. It's going to happen. And here's an example of what some of them might be. Uh, like kids going to school for the first time, they're probably going to face some pressure to fit in and, you know, to fit in with the group. You know, they may kind of have to find themselves. Well, that's, that's pressure. Uh, once you get into school, then, you know, you, you're probably going to have some pressure to, um, you know, perform, whether it be at sports or whether it be in your grades or whether it be in, in band, whatever it is, the kids are going to face pressures to perform. As, as you get older, uh, what, what's something else you could face? Maybe the pressure to find the right career. Uh, the pressure of, oh my gosh, what is it I should be doing? You know, who am I? Some of us that are you know, 40, 50 still haven't figured that out yet, and we're under some pressure to find out what that should be. Well, th there's others. Th let me give you just a few more. Um, how about pressure to find the one, all right? You know, find the, I got to find the right girl or the right guy. I got to find the right, exact right person, and I don't want to mess this up. That can be pressure, all right? Uh, pressure to uh, provide. Provide for your family. Provide for your, you know, your spouse. Provide, you know, pay for your bills to make that car payment. You know, just there will be pressure to provide in some way or fashion in the year of 2017, now, one, one more. There's a, you're going to probably face some pressure to make decisions when you don't really know what the right decision is. Be pressured to make decisions about things that you have no idea you know, how, how it should go. You might be expected to be the one to say, we're going left, when you're really not sure. You've never, had, you've never gone left before, so you don't know. Can, so, you know, I've felt this way, I've felt this pressure, and I kind of feel like these type of things put us in, if you haven't caught the word, I've said it a bunch of times now, pressure, um, pressure cooker. You know, we can get put in that in life, and it can feel like life is like crushing us, or it can feel like it's going to make us explode. Ha have you all ever felt that way? Did you feel that way at any time in 2016? Anybody in here feel pressure in 2016? Well, you know, man, most of these people are perfect. They don't need us. <laughs> Oh my I got gosh. another sermon. Yeah, let, let's pick something else. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, you guys. Hey, we are going to face pressures in this coming year. And with all that being said, and, and hey, you know, yeehaw, I'm going to start you out with some doom and gloom. It's not really. We just want you to know because um, there's some good news. 
There's some good news. The good news is this, that when the pressure is on, God has an answer. When you start to feel the pressures of 2017, God actually has an answer to whatever it is that you're going to be facing. Imagine what it would be like if you were able to release that pressure and you know, the pressure to react in the moment. And you were able to take that pressure off and you had a direction uh, when it was time to, to do something. You, you knew what to go. When it was time to make decisions, uh, you were able to release the pressure because you had someone to rely on or you were able to, to you, you had some, something to draw from. How about, what would it be like if you didn't have any pressure this year to keep up with the Joneses? Now, if your last name in here is Jones, okay, I'm not really talking necessarily about Joneses, y- y- y'all get it, right? Um, you know, to build that bigger house or have that better stuff because such and such has it. Maybe I should have these, their kids have it. Maybe our kids and there's pressure. What if you didn't have to have that? What if you could relieve that and get, release that pressure off you? What if you had to, you could get rid of all the pressure to have all the answers, right? Um, okay. So here in the early weeks of 2017, we want to take a look at some of the valves that can relieve that pressure, uh, when it's on. And, and the valve we're going to look at today is simply the Father. What do you do when you have a problem? It's basically of a, a practical nature. Well, you might ask your dad. I know uh, my kids are young adults now, but they still ask me for advice. Two of them have had car issues recently, and dad, what I do? And I'm such a car expert, you know, I figure out all the car issues, but uh, they, they do come to dad for practical stuff, and you may do that as well, or have my experience that, that you're a dad that kids come to. Well, what, what's actually happening? What's the big relief that that kid could come, and dad's got the answer, and he just, ah, dad's going, help me out, fix the car, tell me what to do. There's a, a release of the pressure that you're experiencing. You, you could say that you're experiencing your father in this regard. You're experiencing him in his knowledge of cars or whatever. Well, we have a heavenly father too, and we think that we can relate to God, our heavenly father, in the same way, in the same way as an earthly child can relate to his father. We believe that when we experience God the Father, it acts like a release valve for the pressures of our lives. Let me repeat that. When we experience God the Father, it acts like a release valve for the pressure of our lives. Now, we're very intentionally using the word experience the Father because a lot of folks think that a relationship with God is just believing in Him and knowing information. And and you could say that their whole Christianity is from the neck up. It's just all intellectual. Well, information is important, and being smart is great. God can use that. But if it's only ideas and thoughts about God, it's not experience. It's not tangible, and I believe it's not going to make a major difference in your life. So this release valve we're talking about, is when our relationship with the Father goes from our head and knowledge about Him, it drops down to our heart, and we really connect with God. We really begin to trust God the Father, and it begins to make a difference in our lives. You could say like this, that we experience what's been called the 12-inch drop from the head to the heart. Something in our heads goes to something in our hearts, and we begin to really believe what God's been telling us. Maybe I'm reading the Bible and I just feel impressed. Man, God's speaking to me here. Or maybe I'm hearing a message or I'm worshiping or just thinking about God or praying, whatever. But, but something happens, something clicks, and it goes from my head 
to my heart. And I had an old West Texas preacher friend, he would say, you just know it in your knower. Well, the, the knower he's talking about is not the head, but the heart. We moved to a different place, and it's something like this. I know in my heart that my Father loves me. It all becomes me and experiential. I know this by experience. I know that my Father enjoys my company, that God, my Father, loves spending time with me. I begin to experience His presence in my life. I know that God loves to communicate with me, and He knows all the answers that I'm looking for. So how do we, how, how do we turn this father valve, this, you know, this one release valve, so that we can relieve some of these pressures? We can run to, how do we run to our father in heaven? Hey, I need some help. You know, can, can you help me take care of this? Well, uh, we, have, we have a couple of answers for you today. And listen, because you stayed up late and shooting fireworks and you know, kissing your spouses and whatever else you were doing on uh, New Year's Eve, uh, we only had 10.30 service, let everybody sleep in. Ed, Ed likes to sleep late, so we did that for him and you. Thank you. And, um, uh, but we've only got two things. Okay, so here's the first one. Here, here's one way that we turn this father, this release valve, and it's this. Be ruthlessly honest about ourselves. Be ruthlessly honest about ourselves. Let me read you something here in Psalm 32, and then we'll talk about it. God holds nothing against you, and you're holding nothing back against nothing back against him. Nothing back from him. When I kept it all inside, my bones turned to powder. My words became day-long groans. So let me give you guys just a little bit of a picture here. When I kept everything inside, and I wasn't ruthlessly honest, I wasn't open up to God. I just kind of kept it. I was hiding. So maybe I felt I had to keep some stuff away from God. Well, God doesn't need to know. You know, and when I did that, this, 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 the guy that's writing this is like being actually ruthlessly honest with us. He's saying, it crushed me. My bones got crushed. You know, pressure just came down and just weighed on me. He said, my words became day-long groans. Like all day, I was like, oh my gosh, it's another day. Oh, you know, that's what his life felt like. And, and pressure can do this to you. Let's keep reading. The pressure never let up. Never let up. When I kept it all to myself, when I didn't open up, when I wasn't ruthlessly honest to God or with God about myself, this stuff began to crush me. I think this one is, is awesome. All the juices of my life dried up. There wasn't no coffee. Okay? <laughs> he had nothing. He had nothing, it was just, he felt dry, and it's just horrible, and you guys know, you guys know what being hot and dry is about. Then, he got the answer, he turned this valve. Then I let it all out. Suddenly, the pressure was gone. My guilt dissolved, my sin disappeared. So, when he kept everything inside, the pressure crushed him. But when he's like, okay, I'm gonna open up. Just gonna let it all out. Here we go, God, I'm gonna be ruthlessly honest about who I am, what I'm doing, what my part in this was, where I'm going, how, what, you know, what was my part to play and where I am in life. When you do that, you turn that release valve and you take some pressures off of you and let God begin to shoulder stuff and God begin to help you. The, the times that I've personally made the most progress in my life is when I've done this. When I was like, okay, God, here's what I was able to do. Uh, when I was like, God, I'm, I'm, uh, I've messed up or God, I, I'm, I think I had a part in making this go wrong or God, I'm, I don't know what's going on here. When I was honest, when I, here, here I am, here, here's everything, here's exactly what I'm thinking. That's when I was able to go, whew, I feel so much better. You know, it's kind of like pss, all the pressure 
begin to relieve because I was honest and I opened up to God. One way to turn this valve and begin to release pressure is to do exactly that. You've got, you've got nothing to lose but pressure when you open up to God and you turn that valve. So that's the first thing. The second thing we want to suggest is a way to allow the Father to relieve pressure in your life is simply to connect directly to Him. To connect directly to Him. To illustrate this, we're going to use a uh, historical story from the Bible, from the New Testament of the Bible. Let me give you the backstory. story. Uh, this is in the early stages of the church. The story is found in the book of Acts. And the setting is this is after Jesus has filled his, fulfilled his mission and he's gone back to heaven to be with the Father. And now the early church is preaching the good news all over the Mediterranean world. People are hearing about Jesus and accepting that and accepting him into their lives. And so two major guys that God is using were named Paul and Silas. These guys were missionary partners and they would go to a city and preach and people would come to Christ. And it was all going good till one day it didn't go so good. One day, Paul and Silas are doing what God wants them to do, and they get in trouble, and they get thrown in jail. And not just the jail, they got thrown into a dungeon kind of part of the jail and put in chains for doing God's will. So I just want you to think for a second with me. Put yourself in their place. What, what might you be thinking? Just think about it. Would you maybe be feeling let down by God? Would you maybe be feeling confused like, it didn't happen like this in the last town. You know, people were glad to hear the message, and here we are in jail. Could you be discouraged? Could you think, maybe we missed God. Maybe we're not supposed to be doing this at all. Could you have all sorts of second thoughts? Well, sure you could. And very possibly those guys did too. They were human. That, that always encourages me to, to just remember that all these guys that we call Bible heroes were human, like me and you. But in their humanness, somehow they got past that. And let's see how they responded so they could connect to God directly in their pressure. Let's start reading in Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas are in jail, okay? About midnight, Paul and Silas were at prayer and singing a robust hymn to God. The other prisoners couldn't believe their ears. Now, this doesn't sound like two guys who are mad at God, does it? It doesn't sound like people who are bitter and angry and discouraged and upset and considering just saying, forget it, God. This doesn't sound this way. It sounds just the opposite. It sounds like these are guys who are connecting to God. They're praying. They're worshiping. They're connecting to God right where they are. And, and I really think God wants us to get this today, that whatever's going to happen to you this next year, He's going to be there, and He wants you to connect with Him right where they are. Now, an amazing side effect of this is not only does that begin to make a huge difference in our lives as we connect to God, but also other people are affected by it. It says the other, sold, the other prisoners were amazed. I mean, they're thinking, these guys are in jail and they're singing and praising God? What, what's going on? It, it got their attention. And folks, I think God wants us to uh, be aware afresh today that people are watching you. People are watching your life. 
and they know you say you have a relationship with God, and, 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 and they know that, that, that God's supposed to make all the difference in your life, and they're maybe thinking about the God stuff themselves, and, and you're kind of their example, and suddenly there's a big problem at work, and your whole department's in trouble, and you made mistakes, and, and got way, way worse off than you thought you would, and, and you're the guy, and they're watching you to see how are you going to react to this pressure when the boss comes in, and it's just ugly. How, how, how are you going to react? Well, that's what happened with Paul and Silas in the jail. Their reaction of connecting to God impacted those around them. Okay, so they're in the jail. They're having church at midnight, in the dark, in chains. And then God does something. Let's continue to read the story. Then, without warning, a huge earthquake. The jailhouse tottered. Every door flew open. All the prisoners were loose. Wow. How about that for church? How about that? God just sends an earthquake, shakes everything, and the doors fly open. All the chains and all the prisoners fall off. They're all set free. Isn't that amazing? Let's keep reading. Startled from sleep, the jailer saw all the doors swinging loose on their hinges. Assuming that all the prisoners had escaped, he pulled out his sword and was about to do himself in, figuring he was as good as dead anyway. And that culture in the Roman army, if you let prisoners escape, didn't matter what, no excuse or whatever, off with your head. I mean, it was deadsville, and it could even be brutal. There could even be torture involved. And so this soldier, the jailer, is startled awake by the earthquake, and then realizes, oh my gosh, the doors are open. I see one prisoner down the hall here. His chains are off. He's thinking they're all, they're gone. And rather than suffer a worse death, he's about to kill himself. And look what happens. Paul hollers at him. Look what Paul says. When Paul stopped him, don't do that. We're all still here. Nobody's run away. Now put yourself in the jailer's position here. About to kill yourself. And you hear somebody say, no, 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 stop. We're still here. Can you imagine the relief, the release that was to him of that amazing pressure of he should just die? Well, let's read on. The jailer got a torch and he ran inside. So he had to get a torch to go in that dark dungeon in the jail. Badly shaken, he collapsed in front of Paul and Silas. He led them out of the jail and asked, sirs, what do I have to do to be saved, to really live? He wants what they've got, right? They've made such an impression, and he's seen this miracle of God. He wants his own relationship with God. And look what they say. They said, put your entire trust in the Master Jesus. Then you'll live as you were meant to live, and everyone in your house included. Wow. Talk about God using something bad for great good. And Paul and Silas giving us such an example of connecting to God in a crisis. So I want to ask you a couple of questions. Just get your thinking a little bit more. What does God's response tell us about His involvement and His intervention in our lives when the pressure is on? Just think about it. What's this story tell you about God and what His heart is when you are in pressure? You're in a stressful challenging, you could say even tragic, terrible situation. Here's another question. Now, what does this story we just read, what does it say about the heart of Paul and Silas? What, what do we see about these guys? 
human, but then connecting to God, making all the difference in the world. Well, we believe that God is always listening. He's always with us. And no matter what you're going to experience in 2017, He's going to be there, available for you to connect to Him and experience the release of the pressure you're under. The, kind of like the burdens are running off of your shoulders onto His. The situation hadn't changed, but by His grace, you have. You've gotten better. Paul and Silas connected to God, and that made all the difference in the world. Now, I don't know about you, but I know I'll face tough things in 2017, and I know you will too. I want to be like those guys. I want to react like Paul and Silas, and when I get in a pressure cooker in 2017, I connect to God. So if you and I turn this father release valve in 2017, in this coming year, pressures can't crush you because we're, we're letting them off. If, if you turn the father release valve in 2017, your family is going to see a difference in you, your friends, the people around you. There's going to be something different about you. You're going to be stronger. You're going to be, it's going to look like, man, this guy there's something, something is amazing, and most likely they're going to want to know. If you turn that father release valve in 2017, your home, your job, your life, everything about you, everything around you is going to experience a better you. So this is about you. I mean, if we turn that valve, you are going to be better. You are going to improve. There's going to be, um, you really can have the best life that, that you've ever had in 2017. 17, when you're able to turn that valve. And here's, here's what we want to do. We want to pray for you. Some of you may be here and you're like, I've never connected to God. I've never turned that valve because I've been crushed under all these pressures myself. I've been, I've been trying to handle it all myself, and I really don't want 2017 to be like 2016 was because it was rough. Well, let, we want to pray for you. So you don't have to bow your head. I'm going to because I, that's just the way I like to do it. But I, I want to pray for you. So here we go. And you know what? Let me back that up. If if you're like, hey, I want you to include me. I want you to pray for me. Do something for me. Just put your hand on your heart and say, yep, I, I, want, I want to be able to turn that valve here in 2017. Lord, I thank you for each and every person in here today. Thank you that you brought them here on this first day of the year and that they decided to just spend this morning with you. Pray that you would bless each and every one of us for that, that, you, that your hand would be on our lives. And this year, God, we pray that you, uh, first of all, help us to be ruthlessly honest Help us to, to open up to you, and God, show us, show us our flaws that we don't know we have. Show us where we've, you know, kind of gotten off track, or we, we, might, we didn't even mean to, but we just we got, got a little misguided, and help us to see that. And God, when you do that, show us how to get back on track. Show us those things we don't know about. Show us, um, show us that where we don't have life figured out yet, and, and help us to, to get in line, help us to get on the road with you. God, we want to connect with you this year more than we ever have before. Everybody in here, God, with their hand on their hearts is saying, I want to connect with God. I want to turn that valve. I want to move forward in 2017 in a way I've never done. Lord, for everybody in here that, that may be saying, I've never connected with God at all. I mean, there's some that we've connected and some we like connect and disconnect. But God, those that are in here that are saying, I've never even tried it once. As they speak to you from their hearts this morning, God, will you save them? 
Will you touch their lives and, and touch their heart? We pray that you would, uh, for every one of us, that we're, if we're there and we're saying with our heart, God, please forgive me because I, I just haven't. I, I haven't connected to you. I haven't gone your way. God, forgive us. We pray that you help us to be part of your family this year. And Holy Spirit, that you take us where you want us to go in this great year coming up. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.